Today, as we begin this new series, I'm going to talk to you about a subject that is relevant to everybody in this place. I want to talk to you about the road to burnout. The road to burnout. Many Americans are on the road to burnout. Some of you in this place can identify with that because you're on that road. You're on the road to, to literally burning yourself out. Let me share some statistics with you today. Did you realize that people now sleep two and a half fewer hours each night than people did a hundred years ago? You're sleeping less than your grandparents did. The average work week is longer now than it was in the 1960s. The average office worker has 36 hours of work piled on his or her desk. It takes us three hours a week just to sort through all of the work to find out what we need to get done. We spend eight months of our lives opening junk mail. How many hate junk mail? (laughs) Eight months of our lives. We spend two years of our lives playing phone tag with people who won't answer the phone. How many was everybody answered the phone in the first ring? How many of these folks just call you back? You know what I'm saying? Two years of our life is wasted. Five years of our life is wasted on waiting for people who are late for meetings. We are piled on in a stretch-to-the-limit society. We are chronically rushed, chronically late, and chronically exhausted. It reminds me of what Job said in Job chapter number 3 and verse number 26. He says, I have no peace no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. How many of you can identify with this verse? You relate to this verse. You feel like I have no peace. I have no quietness. I have no, no rest. Just, just turmoil. I'm, I'm on this road called burnout and your life is being stretched to the max and you're weary today you're you're tired today and here's the deal if you continue on the road to burnout eventually you will crash eventually you'll look like my hoopty back here that's what your life will look like if you stay on the road to burnout hey sir herbert what's the answer i mean you're talking to me man today you're connecting with me i'm tired I'm stressed out. I'm maxed out. I'm running a hundred miles an hour. Herbert, what's the solution? What, what's the answer to this dilemma that many Americans are facing? And, and the solution is simply this. The solution is to put some margin into your life. Everybody say margin. Come on, say it again. Margin. So Herbert, what is, what is margin? Margin is breathing room. Margin is a little reserve that you're not using up. Margin is not being stretched to the limit. Margin is the space between your load and your limit. And you don't want your load to be heavier than your limits. But the truth is this. Many of you are overloaded. And the load that you're carrying is heavier than, it exceeds the, your, your, your limit today. And you're maxed out and you're stressed out. And you know what's happened? You're so overloaded with life and running at such a fast pace, you've left no margin for error. No margin. One little thing goes wrong and your life will spin out of control. And what I want to do this afternoon is I want to help you get margin 
in your life. I want to help you today to exit off the road to burnout and to begin to live at a healthier pace so that you can live a life that brings maximum honor and glory to God. So, so let's look at this today. Let me give you three ways to get margin in your life. Three ways to get margin in your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one is this, as you follow along with me in your bulletin notes there. Number one, accept your human limitations. Accept your human limitations. The first thing that you and I have to do is we have to recognize that humans have limits. Human beings have limits. And the second thing that we must do is we have to accept our own personal limitations. We have to accept that. Our own personal limitations. Here's what the scripture says in Psalms chapter 119, verse number 96. It says, I see the limits to everything human. Everybody say the limits. Notice that I see the limits to everything human. Friends, we all have physical, mental, and emotional limits. There, there are limits in all of our lives. And you say, well, Herbert, you, you don't know me, man. I'm a workhorse. You can load me down, brother. I mean, I, I'm a Clawsdale. I mean, I can do anything. I can handle a lot of stuff, Herbert, man. I, I don't really know that I have limits in life. I mean, Herbert, I, I live by the scripture, Philippians 4, verse number 13. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. That's my model. That's my verse. I can do anything. No, you can't. You, you can't do anything. So don't take this verse out of context. You, you can't do anything. I challenge you. Come on, I'm, I'm challenging somebody in this, but you can't do anything. You can quote that verse all you want. You can quote it a hundred times, memorize it, quote it backwards. You still can't do anything. You can't swim to Hawaii. You, you got limits. Uh, you can't go six months without eating. I mean, you can't go an hour without eating. Talking about you can go six, look at here, you ain't going no six months. You can't even make it an hour without slipping a tweak in your mouth. Come on. <laughs> uh, you, you, you got limits. You, you can't fly like Superman. Do you know how I know? Because I try. It does not work. I've shared this story before. When I was growing up and we woke Oklahoma, me and my brother, we shared a bedroom. And we had bunk beds. I slept on the top bunk. And one day after watching the movie Superman, I decided I could fly. Superman can do it, so can I. I'm Super Herbert. And I got on my top bunk and I put my cape on. It's something like a sheet, sheet, you know what I mean, a sheet, a towel or something. You know, I put my, my cape on, my little imaginary cape I had, and, and Superman, just I just saw him fly. I was going to fly. This is a true story. I got on my top bunk. I stood up, and I jumped off that bed, hand stretched like Superman. <laughs> Folks, I didn't fly. I just want you to know that I did not fly. It did not work. I fell. I hit the ground, busted my, my mouth, lost my front two teeth, kind of passed out, woke up, cry, woke up crying like a baby. And then from that day forward, I knew Superman was a lie. That brother can't fly. That's a made-up story. That brother cannot fly. I could not fly. You can't fly. I don't care how much you try. You can't shoot no web out your arm like Spider-Man. I mean, you try all you want. You got limits. 
There are limitations in your life, and you have to learn to accept your limits. Listen, this verse I just read to you is not telling you to go beyond your human limits. Don't use this verse to think that you can keep on piling on more and more stress, piling on more and more problems, piling on more and more debt, piling on more and more difficulties, and then say, well, I can handle it because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, you are misusing that verse. You need to know your limits. You have them. Because if you start going past your limits, you're going to break down. You're going to burn out. You have physical, emotional, and mental limits. There's a second way to get margin in your life that I want to share with you today. Number two is this. You must put space in your schedule, space. Even Jesus put space in his schedule. And I can give you several examples in the New Testament of how he put space in his schedule. But, but let me just share one with you today. Mark chapter 6, verse 45 and verse 46 says, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Now, we have this sometimes view of Jesus that he was always just doing ministry. I mean, I mean, we, we would think after he dismissed the crowd, he's going to another crowd. He's got to do more ministry and do more work and heal more people and set more people free and preach the good news. But no, the Bible says he put some space in his schedule and he just spent some time along with the Father. To just miss space. And friends, let me tell you, if Jesus, the Son of God, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of the world, if he puts put space in his schedule, we need to as well. And some of you are saying, well, Herbert, I'm way too busy. I'm too important. The workplace needs me. People depend on me. I don't have time to put space. I am important. That, that, I mean, people need me. I can't take off. I, I, I'm important. Well, let me tell you, you don't get any more important than Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a mission. You're talking about somebody who had an important mission of saving the world, of dying on the cross, of rising, re- rising again on the third day, of healing and delivering and setting free. He, was, he had a very important mission, but yet he still found time to put space in his schedule. Let me tell you a couple of reasons why you need to put space in your schedule. Number one is this, because you will have problems. You will have problems. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you, will, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Everybody say will. I want you to notice that Jesus didn't say you might, you could. It's a possibility. He said, no, when you're living on earth, you will have trouble. Let me tell you something about problems. Here's something that you have to know. You should never be surprised by problems. Because we all have them. You should never be surprised. And here's the horrible thing. It's horrible. It's, it's stressful. It's overwhelming when we have problems but don't have any margin. We have no margin for error because oftentimes you and I like to live like problems will never occur. And when problems occur and you don't have any margin, that's called stress time. That's called time to burn out. That's called time to be overwhelmed because you didn't allow any space in your schedule. 
Listen, your car will break down. You continue to drive. It may be brand new. In five years, that thing's going to break down. It's going to have a problem. I don't care if you pray over it, anoint it with oil, spit on it, kick the tire. I don't care. It's going to break down. It's a vehicle. Cars, you shouldn't be surprised. <gasps> Pastor, my car broke down. They, they break down. I mean, you're surprised. They break down. That's what they do. Cars, and, and what happens is people run their life with no margin. And they have no time. How am I going to get my car? I don't have any time. You, 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 you didn't allow for any problems. Perhaps I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I don't know what I'm going to do. My car broke. I don't have any money. Because you didn't have any financial margin. Because you're living life as though the problems will never occur. A child gets sick. No margin. Perhaps I don't know what I'm going to do. My child broke, broke his leg. I don't, I, don't, I don't have time to take him to the doctor. I don't have any money to take him to the doctor. I, I mean, I don't have any margin. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stressed out. I'm maxed out. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm wigged out. Because you didn't allow any margin in your life a friend goes through a difficult time and they need you but you can't be there for them because you don't have an emotional margin margin in your life you spend all your emotions on yourself you spend all your emotion emotional energy running at a fast pace and you're running and you're running and you're running and you don't have any emotional margin and your friend is hurting they're they're isolated they're ready to give up on life and they need you there and you don't have any time for them because you didn't allow any margin in your life listen we all have problems we all do you say herbie you have problems oh yeah i got i got i got problems just a month ago my my dryer at the house quit working Pastor, you mean even your dryer quit working? Oh, yeah, my dryer, I don't care. Man of God or not, look at him, preach the word. My, my dryer broke down, pray over it, kick it, knowing it with all, that thing broke down on me. I hate to admit to you that I have been, since then my dryer broke down, I've been rotating two pair of underwear. So uh, smell, if you smell something, I apologize. Uh, I'm just playing. I got the dryer fixed, but and I got a clean pair of underwear on today. I just want you to know that, and I just think. But my drive broke down. I had to get it fixed. Pro- problems happen in life. You got to allow space for it. Space. My wife and I, we decided to get some, some landscaping at the house. And so we got some landscaping, some nice little flowers, some bushes. And we had proud our little landscape pulled up. It looked so pretty. I mean, just beautiful. And we have a little sprinkler system at the house. And, and I didn't know the sprinkler system wasn't working right. You know how I figured it out? When we got 95 and 100 degrees, I looked outside. And my little, my little flowers looked like they was dying. I said, what's going on with this sprinkler system? We called a man out to come check it out for us. He tell us, yeah, oh, them, them, them flowers are revived. Them plants are revived. Just get some water. I've been out there watering. Man, them things ain't revived. I've been out there with water holes going there. It ain't revived. Them things are dead. Problems. I done spent money on landscaping. Didn't know my sprinkler wasn't working right. And now my stuff is dead. I done wasted my money. I mean, it make somebody mad. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it revived. That thing ain't revived. You better give me something new. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Problems. Problems happen. They happen in life. You've got to have margin in your life. L- let me give you a, a, a second reason that you've got to have margin. you have to have space in your schedule. Number two is this. Because resting is important. Resting is important. Did you realize that one of the big ten, I'm talking about the big ten, the top ten list, the ten commandments, that one of the ten commandments is to rest. The word of God says this in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8 through 10. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. In other words, honor it, observe it, practice this 
principle. This is not optional. You want a healthy life, honor the Sabbath. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, or your daughter, nor your manservant, or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. Here's what I want you to catch. Resting is important. Working is important, but resting is equally. It made the top ten list. Rest. Take a break. Listen, if you really want to last in life, you have to realize that life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Hear me. It's not how fast you live. It's how well you live. And some of you aren't living very well today. Because life is so fast-paced and so hectic. You're working seven days a week, and after work, your schedule is still slammed full of all types of activities, and God never meant for you to live at such a fast pace. You've got to learn to rest. I'm preaching to myself today. He said, Herbert, what's rest? Listen. Work six, work hard, put it in, work hard, but take a day off a week. That's what God said. God said, that's the rhythm of life. That's how set your body up to work. Take a day off every single week. Some of you say, well, Pastor, I can't, man. I got to work three jobs. I mean, I'm just busy. I got to work. I got to make this money. I got a lot of bills to pay. Lower your standard of living. Sell the house and downgrade. Sell the house and get an apartment. Downgrade your lifestyle. You got to work three jobs to pay the bills. Your, your, your lifestyle's too high. You're trying to impress your neighbor. Your neighbor don't care what you're driving. Uh, like your neighbor don't even like you. I don't know what you're uh, uh, If your neighbor tell you the truth, your neighbor broke too. Amen. Uh, and you're trying to keep up with your neighbor. Come on, don't, don't, don't do that. You won't wire to work three days or, or, or three jobs in seven days. You're not wired for that. You're going to burn out. You're going to give out. You're going to, your life's going to crash and burn. You, 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 you got to rest. Take a vacation. You know, I hear some people say, you know, every once in a while, somebody will really brag. You know, they think they're bragging. They go, I hadn't taken a vacation in three years. You're stupid. <laughs> there ain't nothing to brag about. You got to rest. You got to take a vacation. You got to take a break. Some folks say, I can't believe Pastor been gone two weeks in a row. You better get used to it. I'm going to take another break. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And you got to take a break. You got to rest. You got you to gotta recoup. Listen, every day, every day, we've got to work this into our schedule that after work, sometimes we've got to unwind. We've got to rest our mind. We, we can't just run at a fast pace all the time and not burn out. Resting is important. Number three, there's, there's a third thing I want to point out to you about putting margin in your life. Number three is this. You must periodically cut some activities. Periodically cut 
some activities. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23 says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. Friends, it is permissible for you to overload your schedule. It is permissible for you to run your life rampant and run 24 hours a day. It's permissible for you to do that, but it's sure not very constructive. It's sure not beneficial for you to cram your life jam-packed full. And many of you today, you need to cut some activities out of your life that you can live at a healthy pace. Here's something that I've learned about life. You have to learn to say no way more than you say yes. You just have to. Because if you don't learn to say no, you'll say yes to a lot of good and you'll end up neglecting what's really best. Because you can't say yes to everything. And we get our lives so full of good stuff that we can't say yes to the best stuff. It may be permissible, but it's not very constructive. I want you to think about this. I want to be real practical with you today. What are some things you need to say no to? You're stressed out. You're burned out. You're, 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 you're driving your body, your mind, your emotions, and you're, you're ready to just give out. What are some things you need to cut out of your life? I want you to think about that. I want you to leave here practicing this and putting into practice in your life. You know what? One of the things that we get so busy in America, America is such a kid-centric society. We, we, we happen to revolve our life around the kids. You know what people do? I hear people all the time that their life is so wrapped up in their kids, they're chasing their kids all over America. I mean, they got them in t-ball, soccer, golf. And I mean, they got them in volleyball. I mean, they got one kid in seven activities. And my wife and I, we had a good conversation. We've had this conversation several times because people try to make us feel guilty that we're not chasing our kids all over America. Pastor, like, you know, you know, little Cal get ready to turn six. You don't have him in t-ball yet? You're not, you're not chasing that boy. Boy, you're not in the MVP tournament. You're not taking that boy to Nashville yet? The boy's five. That boy's not going to be Tiger Woods at five. Boy, you better learn how to say your ABCs and count. Daddy is not going all across America taking you to T-ball. They say, oh, I'm tired. I'm t- I know why you're tired, baby. You're running all up these streets all the time. And the, listen, kid-centric. You, can, you can't do that. Now, if you want to do that, you go ahead. Just don't be complaining about how tired you are. Because you will be tired if you get off work and run your kids every which way but loose. And then go, I'm tired. Yes, you'll be tired. Make Johnny pick one activity and let Johnny do it. And when Johnny wants to do something else, let him pick another one. And when Johnny figures out what he loves, let him do it. But don't run all across the world. That's not healthy. It's, it's not smart. It, it's what Americans do, but it's not healthy. I got four kids. Do you know how busy I could be? I could be in 12 soccer leagues, but we're not. Because I want to be healthy and I want to be balanced. What do you need to cut out of your schedule? Well, what is it for you? Maybe it's some friends that... I mean, there's eating your schedule. You want to spend time, but you can't do it once a week, every, every two days. Maybe it's a hobby, and that hobby is eating it. What do you need to say no to? I think about my life. If I said yes to everybody who wanted to go to lunch with me, do you know what I would look like? I just can't. I got to learn. I say no. I got to say no to what's good so I can say yes to what's best. It, 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 same thing for you. If you're going to be healthy, healthy, you got to learn to cut some activities out of your life or you're going to be stressed out and you're going to one day burn. 
out. What I want to do to close this message is I want to give you four benefits to living with margin. Four benefits to living with margin. I just want to very quickly hit these. Because I want you to know if you'll put this into practice today, there'll be some benefits for you. Number one is this. You will have more peace of mind. More peace of mind. Listen, when you and I are hurrying and worrying all the time, we're running at 100 miles an hour. We don't have time to stop. We don't have time to think. We don't have time to relax. We don't have time to enjoy life. We don't have time to smell the roses. And we ended up crashing and burning. We have to take time to let our minds rest. Here's what some of you have done in this place today. You are forfeiting peace because you're running at such a fast pace. And you cannot violate God's principles of resting, taking a break, taking a day off, and then make it up by praying, oh, God, give me strength. No, you're violating a principle. And if you violate a principle, you're going to physically, emotionally, mentally pay for it. And there's nothing like having peace of mind. Nothing like having peace of mind. There's a second benefit to living with margin. You will have better health. You will have better health. And we all realize that when we run 100 miles an hour and live with stress and we're overwhelmed, it causes harm to our bodies. Here's the truth. The truth is this. Our body needs downtime to heal. And I'm preaching to myself today because I want to be honest with you. I haven't arrived at this. And it was just about a month, a month and a half ago, I almost had a breakdown myself. Doing this building and pushing hard and... uh, I just got to a place working seven days a week, which I know better, but I was just trying to push, trying to get things done, trying to get some things organized around the church that I was working on. And I was running seven days a week. And I got to a place I was waking up every morning with a headache. Now, how many know when you go to sleep and wake up, you're not supposed to wake up with no headache? But, but I did. I was waking up with a headache. And I literally got to a point for a week that I couldn't hardly function. I was lightheaded and dizzy all week. I couldn't focus. I was running my body to the limit because God has not wired any of us to go seven days a week, 24 hours a day with our mind racing, our body. We are not wired that way. I think about like a race car. How many like race car driving? Some of you do? Yeah. Okay. Some of you do. I don't like it. It's it's a goofy sport to me, but I'm glad y'all like it. Amen. I can't ever understand why you're going to go around in circles, but I know, I know it's got to be something to it. But anyways, these guys are going, they're driving 200 miles an hour. They got that car going fast, man. And they get some laps going. You know, the next thing that happens, somebody gets a flat tire or, or the engine starts messing up at 200 miles an hour. Do you know what they do? They do not go drop down to 150 and scream out the window, fix it. Fix it. No, no, no. They don't just slow down to 50 miles an hour and say, fix the car. Fix it. I got to keep going. No, no, no. You know how to get that, get, get that car healthy? They got a pit stop. And to get that car back healthy, they got to pull off the racetrack to the pit stop. And they know when they pull off that their friends, their c- competitors are going to pass them. But you know what a good race car driver knows? Your car going to break down too. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pull it off now because yours is going to break down too. And they pull off because they know for this car to continue to work right, i got to stop it to get the tires fixed, get the engine, the spark plugs changed. So when I get back out there, I can go at a good, healthy pace. But you know what we do in life? 
We, we, we don't do like the race car drive. We go at 200 miles an hour when we're busy and we're working and we got the kids and we got activity and we got hobbies and somebody come over to the house and we got to clean up and we got to go and we're running and we're tired and we never pull off. Oh, Lord, give me strength. Oh, we just keep going. We keep, oh, Lord, help me, Lord. And we keep, no, you got to exit off the racetrack. Exit off. You can only get healed during downtime. That's why God said, hey, 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 this is so important. So important. I'm putting the big T in. Work six. Work hard. But one day a week, take it off and rest. You'll have better health if you learn to rest. Number three is this. Number three, the third benefit to having margin in your life is you will have a stronger, you will have stronger relationships, stronger relationships. There's a lot of reasons for the collapse of the family in America today that I could talk about. But there's there's no doubt that one of the reasons is we don't have margin in our lives. And and even if you value family in your heart, you realize it takes time to make it really work, no matter how much you value it in your heart. And, and because oftentimes we don't take time for one another, the relationships begins to break down and it's not healthy again. And you know what margin does? Here's all margin does for us. Margin gives us time to build strong relationships. Can I tell you, it takes margin to spend time with the kids. It takes margin to take them in the backyard and play. It takes margin to take your spouse out on a date. It takes margin to sit around the living room and laugh and cut up and joke. It, ta- it takes margin to enjoy it. It takes margin. And what happens is when we build strong relationships, it can only, it can only, ha- it can only happen when we take, have margin in our lives so that we can give time to those we love the most. Here's what I know about life. Here's what I know. And I think all of you would agree with this because I've never met anybody. I've never met one person who has come to the end of their life and they've uttered these words. You know what I wish I would have done in life? If I could back up 20 years, I wish I would have worked harder. I wish I'd have had more jobs. I, I never met anybody that said that. Never. I've never met anybody that said this. You know what I wish I'd have done? I wish I could back up 20 years and I wish I'd have been a lot more active. I wish I would have just been more busy. I never met anybody that said that. But you know what? I met a lot of people. So have you. They come to the end of their life and they say, Boy, I wish I spent more time with my kids. Boy, I wish I spent more time with my grandkids. Man, I wish I spent more time with my wife, my husband. I wish I would have taken more time for those I love the most. It takes margin to build strong relationships. I close with the last benefit to having margin in your life. You will be available for God to use. Available for God to use. Some of you today are not available for God to use. You're not available to make a difference in the world. Because when we're overloaded, when we're stressed out, when, we're, when we've got too much to do, when we're maxed out, you know what? We only think about ourselves. Isn't that true? When we're busy and we're racing through life and we're on that racetrack and we're going 200 miles an hour and we're tired, we don't have time for anybody else. We have the poor old means. I'm just busy. I'm just busy. I'm too tired. I can't help you. I I know you need help, but I don't have time to help you. I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. I got to take my kids. I'm busy. I'm busy. And a poor man over here. I'm too. I'm busy. I can't help you. I'm I'm busy. And I wonder, 
I wonder, as we're going through the rat race of life, how many times our Heavenly Father is trying to tap us on our shoulder and say, I want to use you. God, I'm too busy. I got to go. I got things to do. And we're going through the race of life. And God is trying to use us. Slow down. See, God can only really use your life when you got margin. When you're going 200 miles an hour around the racetrack and you don't have any Mars in your life, how can God use your life? Herbert, I'm too busy to help in the community. I mean, I hear you cast vision about getting involved in the ministry in church. I'm too busy. Herbert, I know I should make a difference in the community. And, and I know my neighbor, my neighbor needs me to invest in them. But I am too, I'm too, I'm too busy. And if you're that busy, you are too busy. And you need to figure out what you can cut out of your life. Because some of you are missing some awesome opportunities to be a blessing to other people. Because you're too busy. And God can't use you. Let's create some margin in our life so that God can use us. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for your word today.